0: morning I was reading uh, proverbs 1813 this morning talking about if one gives an answer before he hears it's his folly and shame uh, the idea of not listening to a matter before you you know weigh in or give judgment on it or you know uh, speak to something sort of half-cocked you know um, you know it it it, it if I'm being completely honest with you, there's been many times in my own Christian life, whether it's in, uh, in sharing my faith or whether it's in just different discussions about different topics where, um, it becomes easy for me to sort of spout off about something without thinking it through or listening uh, really more accurately with the passage, listening to where the other side is coming from to understand a matter before you respond to it. And, uh, and, and, you know, to be honest with you, it's, uh, like, like many, that's something I work on. I try to, you know, uh, what, remember what James said, you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to wrath, that kind of thing. And so it's it's a good practice for us to recognize uh, the importance of listening to a matter all the way through or seeking to understand a matter all the way through before we weigh in on it. And uh, that can be true in a number of things. And in a, in a, in a society, environment, cultural context right now, where tensions run so high and hate speech is virtually anything you say that's in disagreement with somebody, it can be really, really valuable to listen to where people are coming from uh, before you weigh in on it, to consider how to weigh in on it, how to respond, or even sometimes if to respond. Maybe the better thing is, is not to respond sometimes. But certainly when it comes to sharing our faith, um, it becomes a really valuable thing to listen through what somebody else is saying about what they believe. What I mean by that is this, I've, I've uh, recently shared about some past experiences talking to people who are Mormons who came to the door, and uh, uh, whether it's Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, whatever it is, you know, whatever particular perspective, an atheist, it could be any, anywhere around the spectrum when it comes to uh, you know, questions revolving around faith and trusting in Christ, um, you know, I make it a habit now. Again, it wasn't always my way, but I make it a habit uh, when I'm talking to someone and we're sharing back and forth about what we believe. Uh, I make it a, a point to make sure that, uh, that I don't interrupt and I give space for that person to share where they're really coming from. Uh, the example of the Mormons that I had shared with, you know, when they came to my door, they had, uh, they had asked me if I knew much about Mormonism. Now, I, as it turned out, I did know a fair amount about Mormonism because I'd studied it. And, um, you know, again, I'm something uh, uh, like, uh, I think, you know, Greg Kukul, Greg Kokel would call it a one-dollar apologist. You know, I don't know tons about everything, but I do know enough to kind of at least have the conversations uh, and that kind of thing. And so, uh, but as it turned out, they asked me what, if I knew anything about Mormonism. They said, hi, we're from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You know, we're known as Mormons and this kind of thing. Is there... You know, and as we got to talking again, they asked if, if I was familiar with, with their beliefs. And so I said, well, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. And I began to share what I knew about their beliefs. And, uh, and I didn't just, you know, I wasn't just being polite. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that even though I understand uh, a bit about Mormon theology, um, and, and the fact that when it comes to groups like the Mormons or other groups like they or the Jehovah's witnesses or that, there's a very specific set of doctrines that they believe in that is really ingrained in their heads. They're, um, I don't say this to their discredit, I just simply say they're part of a system where they're not really taught so much as they're indoctrinated. And so there's going to be a pretty, uh, a relatively lockstep element to where uh, Mormons or other groups like that would come from. But even still, that said, uh, I would always give room for the fact that or for the possibility, I should say, that uh, that an individual Mormon may have a different view on something that isn't quite as lockstep as the general theology of Mormonism. It hasn't really come, uh, I haven't really encountered that all that much, but I have to allow for the possibility. And the reason I make that point is because, If I simply come at it guns blazing with my understanding of their theology or their worldview, again, whether it's Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses, an atheist, whatever it might be, uh, if I just assume that I know exactly where this person is coming from, then a number of problems arise. I can can appear very arrogant because I'm telling them what they believe, uh, when they should have every right to tell me what they believe. Uh, I'm not allowing for the possibility that there might be some nuanced element of their faith that isn't quite what every other person that you've come across uh, from that belief system holds and so by giving someone a chance uh, to express where they're coming from and listening and giving them uh, time to really uh, explain that to us really helps us then to do a couple of things it demonstrates much like what Peter would talk about when we are sharing reasons for the hope within us we do it with gentleness and respect well listening to someone's a very respectful thing Uh, and not listening to somebody and interjecting and charging through and that kind of thing is very disrespectful and so uh, It gives us the opportunity to demonstrate Christ-like humility and kindness Um, The larger thing is that it also helps us to really understand where that human being is coming from where that individual person is coming from that is holding that view or that theology again if they're Mormons I, I can assume certain things that are going to be true because if you didn't hold those things, you wouldn't be a Mormon. But there might be some things that they're personally struggling with within that theology. They may not fully understand that theology's uh, ins and outs and such. And so they might be sharing something. Uh, and in doing so, they may they may sort of uh, make you aware that, that they have a, a different view on something. And that may become important in your conversations. You know, it it keeps us from answering questions that they're not asking. And it helps us to understand maybe the right questions to ask. Which is the, another thing that I, I would point out, is that it is extremely important for us to be willing to ask questions. Uh, because when we ask questions, we can not only learn more about where they're coming from, where a person might be coming from, we can maybe under- learn why they're coming from that place, well, why do you, how did you arrive at that? Or, boy, it sounds like maybe something happened in your life that really drove you to this particular perspective. Is, did something happen that you're willing to talk about? Things like this allow them to open up a little bit more about, you know, why they believe what they believe, not just what they believe in, that kind of thing. But, uh, and then on top of that, uh, a particular kinds of questions can also kind of uh, reveal the fact that certain presuppositions are at play. You know, it may very well be that you're talking to somebody and and they're assuming what you do and don't know about something. Well, and you might ask them, well, you know, do you think it's fair to assume that I don't know this? How do you know that I don't know this? Or something like that. Or, um, you know, a, a perfect example of, 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 a, of a, a question that kind of undermines a presupposition uh, is when Jesus is uh, encounters the rich young ruler. You know, we all know the story because, uh, you know, he walks away sorrowful because he had many possessions, you know, it's easier for a, uh, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, and these ideas that are connected with that encounter. But something we sometimes forget is at the beginning of that encounter, when the rich young ruler, who is wealthy, he's young, he's also an authority of some kind, he comes up to Jesus seeking an answer to something, and he says, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus, rather than answering the question right away starts by asking him a question, well, why do you call me good? In other words, why are you coming to me with this? Is there a particular reason why you're holding my uh, insight on this higher than others? And he goes on to say, only one is good, and that's God. And it's probably not in any way unfair to say that Jesus was kind of driving him to the point of saying, look, if you're calling me good, is it because you're recognizing who I'm claiming to be? And so, but that, that question began to sort of undermine Undermine might be too strong of a word, but maybe not. Undermine his presuppositions. Good teacher, what must they do to inherit eternal life? Well, it kind of stopped him in his tracks for a moment and made him think about who he was asking that question to? And that can open up a number of possibilities as the conversation goes on. So when we ask questions, we, we have the potential to do the same thing, where we can sort of, you know, kind of cause somebody to, to maybe think a little bit more about the question they're asking, whether or not it's a valid question or it makes sense or it's founded on something that's objective and not just subjective. Objective being something that would be true regardless of whether I believe it, or subjective being something that is sort of my twist on it or my sense of how things are, though it may or may not be true, but it's what I hold. Um, so, you know, the idea of answering a matter before we understand it—it uh, it is foolishness, and it ultimately uh, can bring a certain shame. We can find ourselves in making those assumptions. Uh, I won't borrow from the worldly expression about what happens when you assume because you probably know it already. Uh, For language sake I won't say it, but there's a problem when we make assumptions and generally uh, it ends up causing us a bit of shame when it comes back around and they they kind of point out the fact that we're not we're not really understanding where they're coming from we're just assuming we are. And I think we do well in our witness. We certainly bring glory to God when we obey his word and not answer that matter before we understand it. But we also do a great service to the person we're sharing our faith with. We can help them to realize that we care about them, that we love them enough to give them space to talk about where they're really coming from. Uh, We can make it clear that we're not just sort of putting them in a box so that we can win an argument or score a, a few points for the kingdom or put a notch on our evangelistic belts and that kind of thing, but rather we're treating them like human beings. We're respecting the fact that they have a right to their views their views may not be right, well, essentially, when we come down to the nuts and bolts of what their belief system is based on. Um, but when we show them respect and that we care and, and love them, and we genuinely care about them with Christ-like love, it makes, the, it makes coming to the point where we have to talk about the distinctions between belief systems and the fact that that one of them might actually have objective evidence to support it and the other may not, it it removes it from being a personal attack because they can't can't really accuse you of making it a personal attack because you're demonstrating genuine love by giving them space. It's not them you're attacking, but rather you're considering their belief system and saying, let's talk about these things. And if they're willing to, then that conversation has a great foundation to grow on and you can get to, you can really get to some higher ground. Um, But if you don't, first, demonstrate that you care about them, I mean, if you can. Sometimes you just have a moment in an argument or something like that. Not every conversation will always lend itself to what we're talking about. But most will. It doesn't always have to be uh, a quick little argumentative thing. Sometimes you really do have space, but we're not comfortable giving that space because maybe we're afraid that they're going to ask a question we can't answer or something like that. Um, I guess to make a plug or anything like that, but on uh, tomorrow's podcast, on our Thursday podcast, sort of an Apologetics Thursday, where I'll be uh, sharing the things that we spoke about on uh, the previous night, or actually the previous week's um, midweek study, where we're talking about this very topic, how to answer the hard questions, how to share our faith, and to help people come to understand the differences between our faiths and, and ultimately come to Christ. And so, as we deal with these things, this is the kind of thing we're talking about, and we're, we're leading to. And as we as we build our our sense of confidence and how to share our faith effectively, and how to deal with hard questions when they come, because they do. Uh, that's maybe the last thing I'll end on here uh, in this podcast, is that when we when we allow people space to share their faith and to or to explain, you know, where they're coming from, why they believe what they believe. And we're not assuming, but we're, you know, we may have some base knowledge of where they are probably coming from, but we want to give them space again to tell us where they're coming from. When we do that, sometimes they will ask us questions that will be tremendous opportunities to share now about our faith. They'll say, well, this is this is how I got here. This is what I believe. And they may say something or maybe even ask you, Well, you're a Christian, okay, fine. You believe in Jesus and the Bible and everything. Well, how do I know I can trust the Bible? How do I know the Bible's not just written by men? How do I know 13th century monks didn't destroy all the copies and all this kind of stuff that you sometimes hear? Um, Oh, you're a Christian. You believe Jesus is the only way. Isn't Isn't that so narrow? How can God be loving if he only makes one way? What about people that have never heard or people have different views but they're sincere? Well, there's a lot of things that underlie those questions. There's reasons why people hold those views and ask those questions. And when we're willing to sort of probe that a little bit, you'd be surprised at how easy it becomes to then share the gospel with Jesus himself at the center of it. He becomes the answer that we can share uh, with those very specific things. We find ourselves now wasting a lot of time with peripheral things when we ultimately take time to allow them uh, you know, to share, we get into a deeper conversation, we find out really where they're coming from, and we can get right to it then and have the deeper discussions So the once they really kind of touch on the real issues that are of concern to them. So, anyway, um, I just say all that because uh, it's kind of what I was mulling over this morning as I was uh, reading that passage, And so I just felt it might be a value to share that, and, uh, and, and so hopefully that's a, a, a blessing and a help, and certainly, you know, as always, I uh, certainly invite you to share your own experiences, maybe uh, if you have comments or questions about any of those things, uh, uh, you know, you're always welcome to, to mention that in the comments below or uh, you can you can do that both on our YouTube page or on my personal website at parsonspad.com. You can also email me from our church website at calvarychapelfranklin.com or, again, at parsonspad.com. And I always appreciate, you know, a number of you guys do reach out, and, and, uh, and I appreciate the encouragements and all of that very, very much. You have no idea how much I appreciate that. Uh, but I also uh, appreciate the interactions, even the sort of... Uh, the, the challenging ones, you know, and, and that's that's healthy for us to be able to hash things out and to talk about stuff. And some of the questions that, uh, that you all ask and some of the issues you all raise, sometimes rather than trying to type out a long answer, I'll just go ahead and do a podcast on the topic and, and we'll try and deal with it that way. So I love the interactions. I guess all that to say, please do feel free to reach out. I'll do my best to say uh, to, be, to be good about getting back and responding to those things. So let me pray us out and uh, maybe God will help us out. Let's pray that the Lord would help us to uh, have the presence of mind in those situations where we're witnessing sharing our faith answering questions where we would take the time to uh, and grow to be comfortable to give people that opportunity to really open up and share about where they're coming from um, and that we would listen father we thank you so much that uh, that you hear our prayers that your desire for us is to grow in our own faith and your desire is for us to then go out even as you told your disciples to to make disciples of all the nations, teaching them to observe the things that you've taught us, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And you promised to be with us even to the end of the age. And so we know that when we go into these situations and we find ourselves in, uh, in circumstances where we're in a discussion or maybe even a heated debate about our faith in that, Father, help us to remember that we should always be ready to have a, a reason to, to share with those who ask us a reason for the hope that we have within us. And that when we do it, we do this with gentleness and respect. That, uh, Father, we understand that it's a wise thing, even as Solomon would have said, to make sure that we hear a matter fully and come to understand it before we answer, lest we shame ourselves, or even more sadly, we might drag your name through the mud through the way we treat somebody in our answers that are sort of half-cocked. Lord, we just pray that you'd help us with this. Sometimes it's we find ourselves on the defensive when people are asking us questions. Help us not to be offended by that and to be calm, cool, and collected, and recognize that even as Jesus told his own followers, that when we find ourselves even brought before leaders and kings and such, not to worry about what we'll say, but rather to trust that the Holy Spirit will bring those words to us that we need to share. We know we need to study, we need to understand, we need to develop and and, and understand our answers and be ready to share them, but help us never to lose sight of our need to rely on the Holy Spirit in those moments as well. So we thank you that we can ask these things to you, and that you're that you're you're not uh, you're not letting these requests fall on deaf ears, Father. We know that your desire is for people to come to know you, and so help us as we lend ourselves to you for that purpose, Lord. Use us and help us to be uh, salt and light to those around us. We ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. Hey, I guess I should mention one other thing too. That um, and this is something we've talked about on our Wednesday nights in this subject. But, you know, in the moment, you may just legitimately not know the answer to a question. And uh, it's, it's, it's way better to use three words uh, than that to send, spend a whole lot of time sharing lots of words, just making stuff up as you go along and hoping you're right. Um, and those three words are, I don't know. And there's four that follow it. I'll get back to you. You know, if you don't know the answer to something, say, hey, you know, that's a really good question. Honestly, I, I hadn't thought about that. Let me... Uh, let me do some looking into that, maybe we can pick up our conversation about it. Now anyone who's genuinely curious and seeking and, and this, if this conversation based on love and respect has come to a place where you've just kind of gotten snuffed on something, then chances are they'll let you go find out because if they really want to know, then they're going to want you to find that out. So take some time, get, get into the Word. Uh, spend time talking to brothers and sisters who, uh, you know, who may be able to help you sort that out and, and then bring that answer back to the person. But it's really okay to say, I don't know, if you don't know an answer. You know, I I love to teach the Word, and and I'm thankful that I've grown in my faith over the years, but I don't know everything, you know? And so sometimes I've got to stop and go back and search things out and and that kind of thing. So don't be afraid of that. You're not failing if you don't know everything. It's okay. But but do be good about uh, getting back with an answer. Don't just let that sit out there and never deal with it. Uh, One thing I can say is that in... Nearly 30 years of walking with the Lord, and, and many of those teaching the Word, um, there were times early on where I was afraid I'd come across a question that there just wouldn't be an answer to. I haven't found any of those yet. There's 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 good, sound, biblical, reasonable answers to these things, even the hardest of questions. And so you can be fearless about that, but uh, don't make stuff up as you go along. You'll dig a hole, and it'll be hard to get out of, and you'll you'll end up uh, you know uh, even pro. So don't do that. But, all right. Well, anyway, thanks again for watching, as always. I appreciate that you do. And I just pray that these things are helpful, and I look forward to catching up with you next time. And and, uh, God willing, the intention will be to go ahead and share our next um, Apologetics Thursday podcast. I guess this was kind of an Apologetics Wednesday. But uh, tomorrow I'll post a podcast uh, speaking about some of the things that we've been covering in our Apologetics, uh, our our, our Always Be Ready Wednesday night class. So, God bless you all. We'll see you next time.